0: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at Participation Restaurants, 18+, plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, I don't know what we're all worrying about. Fuck, I fucked it up. i'm route. <laughs> uh, try that
2: again. That? Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Talk of the Tune, and Newcastle United podcast. Normal service has resumed, my name is Will, and as usual I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts Hodgie and Greer. Yeah, how are you lads? How do? Over the moon. You sound it, don't you? Fucking hell. Who's <laughs> <laughs> killed the vibe already? Me being back, probably. How have your weekends been? Let's go to you first, Hodge. Yeah, good. Outside of the game, my
0: Australian rules team has reached a grand final, so... Happy oh, with yeah. that? I just need the Eagles to win in the NFL tomorrow night, and I'll be fucking cock a hoop with sport this weekend. But yeah, eight is good enough, isn't it?
2: though, <laughs> football there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, they were all just words to me. How did you find hosting your first ever Talk of the Tune podcast last week? Yeah, it was good fun. Enjoyed it.
0: We're gonna have like a splinter one. Me and Greg are gonna set our own one. Yeah, little sure. spin off. Yeah, <laughs> sure.
2: means I can finally have full creative control of this one and take it to new levels. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it sounded really good. Must have been absolutely buzzing. Well, not that buzzing, but first Champions League experience was a good one to record. After and yeah, apologies for my absence. Gray, what have you been up to? Where were you watching match today?
3: I was at the Corner House. It was uh, yeah, it was, it was very atmospheric, as, as was it? you'd expect. It was sarcastic. yeah, it wasn't as busy as I've seen it before, but it was. Now it's it a good atmosphere. And you just, have to book a table. We did yeah. To get in front of a TV, you have to book a table.
2: I don't think I've ever watched a match in the Corner House before. Hodges usually get me forty drunk in Quattro. Oh. <laughs> hey well, yeah. Someone going to ask me about Milan?
0: I was going to actually jump in. No,
3: not, not interested.
2: Yours. Okay, fine. Should we move on? I oh. was the Moretti. Ice cold. It was vegan ice cold. I didn't drink too much Moretti because I get too gaseous. Like so, we're mainly on the Aperol Spritz because we're just like that.
3: Because that doesn't make you gassy.
2: That's the
0: Aperol Spritz <laughs> as
3: well as the most
0: overrated cocktail. Good, yes. like it's it's shit.
3: It's so Come bitter. On. All right. Well fuck me then. It actually I? goes with your personality. Or matches your hair as well, doesn't it? So
2: <laughs> Okay, <laughs> well, it's that's good being back in it. Wow. Well, those trousers. It had a very nice time. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. Well, you cannot really argue with fucking goblets full of Aperol spritz for five can. euros, can you? Five Euros. <laughs> You're you am not a fucking laugh.
3: That's a good price, to be fair.
2: Fucking great. You have about a pint and a half and you've got to go home and fall asleep on your couch. So I'm not going to take shit from you, <laughs> <I'm> Fanny. <laughs> that,
3: that, that's a good night. It's up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've probably seen that. I sent the videos to the group and I put them on Twitter as well. But the, the yeah, it was a fantastic experience. Obviously, going to San Siro. Looked
3: unreal. Oh, oh, mate. Very jealous.
2: Unbelievable. Don't know if it came across on the telly properly, but the ultras they pretty much have like a whole middle section. Flags go in, Tifo's go they're chanting the whole game. They're absolutely nuts. It's that opposite from the Newcastle fans. Every time Newcastle fans started trying to sing, there was just whistles, just completely drowned out by all the ultras, but cracking atmosphere. As soon as that Champions League anthem came on, it was unreal. Just had to look at Cunny and Ali and go, fucking hell, we've made it as much as we've got this far and then missed a little bit because we sat with the AC fans. But yeah, lots of sitting on hands during the game, but you guys have talked about it. It was a fab experience and we've come crashing back down to earth in the Premier League. I suppose we should probably kick on, shouldn't we? Lots to talk about. i not sure we crashed either. No, come crashing back down to earth in terms of the Prem, we've hit the heights of Champions League. And now we've got, you know, the doldrums of Smash and Sheffield United 8-0 <laughs> in the Prem. I mean, it's very different worlds. Three games in a week. How many goals were were we scored? 11 goals. And we've conceded none. I would class that as a pretty good week than about you guys. But yes, we're recording on Sunday, the 24th of September. We've just played Sheffield United away after recording our highest ever away win. Pretty good feeling, isn't it, Gray?
3: How about you kick us off with your initial thoughts? I was super nervous going to today. I don't know why. I just had this dread that we were just going to be outshone by Sheffield. The first 10 minutes did nothing to set my nerves, but Barnes is okay. It was not nice seeing him go off with an injury so early on. But, I mean, once Gordon came on, the tide shifted, didn't it? And it was... So, so good to watch. And I was disappointed not to see everyone get on with a score sheet in the end. <laughs> it was, yeah, just so good. And everyone just chipped in and we soon forgot those first 10, 15 minutes. And it's like, yeah, who's going to score next? But loved it. And just on an absolute high.
2: I mean, it's been a pretty up and downy season so far. Opened the account with a 5-1 win, thrashing Aston Villa at home. Then obviously we went on the run of losing to City, losing to Liverpool in a disgraceful fashion, and then the fallout of that, losing to Brighton. We then come back with a an unconvincing but solid 1-0 win against Brentford. Managed to get a clean sheet away in the San Siro. But I, I I agree. I was also nervous going into that because our football has not been smooth at all. And that was kind of shown in the first 20 minutes, wasn't it, Hodge? It was quite scrappy, and we just couldn't get into our rhythm at all.
0: Yeah, I think, well, we all put in the kind of group, like a couple of points about, say, like passing and just the kind of overall feel about our team at that point. And it was, (laughs) it wasn't for good reading, really. But then, like you say, as as soon as kind of Gordon came on, like it was a little bit different. He's changed the kind of the, the whole outlook on the match. He was just so direct. He was just running at people, getting involved and quite a lot of stuff was going down his way. And I think he did really, really well for, what was it, about 70-plus minutes that he actually came on for. I thought he was absolutely stellar. He yeah,
2: came on in the 11th or 12th minute, I think.
0: Yeah. Like you say, was, I hope I hope Harvey Vaughn's injury isn't too serious, but, I mean, it, it kind of got overshadowed completely by how Gordon played and, and some of the other lads as well. Trippier for one was just, he was class today. Like, I hardly put yeah. a foot wrong in my mind.
2: But you can see why Howe's not started Gordon, given that he's started, I think, every single game so far this season, all six games including Mm -hmm. in the champions league like the lad was due a break and he got one and i bet he was thinking oh fuck here we go again but didn't look like he'd played every single game this season didn't look like there was any fatigue at all even until the last minute in that game he was running his socks off such an industrious player and he was quite rightly named player of the match as well as you say unfortunately harvey barnes gone off hopefully it's not too serious he did walk off the pitch he didn't look happy He was trying to explain something to how when he came off but hopefully we see him back fairly soon and that he can really get into his flow. Yeah, it was 21 minutes until the floodgates were opened, wasn't it? And as I say, it was quite uncomfortable up until that point. Couldn't really get into a rhythm, couldn't really get into a flow, which I've found quite a lot so far this season, apart from the Villa game, obviously, that we've not been able to get into matches or control them like we did last season. Bit of a different pace so far this season. But boy, oh boy, did we turn that around. And it was... Local boy, Sean Longstaff, that opened up the scoring after some great work by, I mean, if we just explain every single goal, we're probably going to be here all evening. So (laughs) we'll do very, very short versions. But I thought I was actually getting really pissed off at Sean Longstaff. I was put on the WhatsApp group. He was losing the ball a lot. I was finding in the last few games, he's been losing the ball a lot in the the latter stages and not really able to hold possession. He made a few loose passes, but did really well and finished that goal off nicely. Bit of controversy, wasn't there, Gray? I thought, yeah, Gordon did really well to keep the ball in that left-hand side and chopped it back to Sean Longstaff, but there was a bit of controversy in that a lot of Sheffield fans, if it wasn't 8-0 and it was 1-0, might be quite upset with the decision not to give Anthony Gordon a handball. Do you think it was handball?
3: Uh, well, which side of the what fence do you sit on? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, don't know I think, yeah, it. Just, just whatever side of the fence you sit on. I think wearing a black and white shirt, we're going to have those tinted glasses on. It was one of those you've seen them given, you've not seen them given. And for me, I was pretty nervous after seeing the highlights, after seeing the soft handball that was given in the Arsenal-Spurs game. If I was a Spurs player, I'd be certainly questioning where's the consistency. But, I mean, he did incredibly well to keep it in. And it's just an unfortunate bounce just to clip his hand. Gordon just seems to be on one this season. certainly bringing it. And yeah, great assist. And Longstaff, like we mentioned on Tuesday, he pops up in the box, right place, usually right time. And sometimes it ends up in Ed. but this time he managed to bury it like he did against Southampton a couple of times last year. Love seeing a local lad get on the pitch. And I mean, he has been hit and miss, hasn't he, Sean, a little bit this season. But I, mean, I think he's still finding his feet like all our players seem to be. Mm, absolutely.
2: And I think it was a day for the local lads, wasn't it? You've got three on the pitch at the same time. You've got Sean Longstaff, Dan Byrne, another scorer. I thought Anderson had another really, really solid game. So I'm really impressed with him so far this season. I'm really impressed with the way that Eddie Howe has introduced him into the system. But can we just fucking hold our horses for one second? We've actually scored from a corner. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And it was Dan Byrne that scored from the corner, wasn't it, Hodge? Managed to find himself in at the right time in the right place.
0: Yeah, and I think if he didn't score, I think he would have got a, a solid stormwall penalty as well because the defender who was covering him was pulling him left, right and centre. Obviously, just a big, strong lad managed to get away and, and, and bury the header. I read it really, really well. And I'm so happy that he got on the score sheet as well as, like you say, another another Jory lad as well. And I think just to pick up on that point of how well Elliot Anderson's been playing, he's come on absolute leaps and bounds. Like It's it's fantastic to see him really progressing on. Hopefully, can see a bit more out of him. But if he's playing like this, he, he, surely you he can't be losing his place out at the minute. He's, like I say... Just absolutely fantastic. And should he really start against us in this next game against City? Probably. I think he needs that kind of time under his belt. And it's only a good thing to have more and more competition for that person who's going to be playing alongside probably long staff more often than not now at the minute in that in that uh, centre mid-roll.
2: I almost just want to put Man City next at the back of my mind and forget about it. It's going to be a done thing, isn't it? It's just, I'm not expecting anything from that game, but we'll get on to that. Sven Botman making his 50th appearance for Newcastle United. And finally gets his goal from a header. I mean, every time we have a set piece from a corner or a free kick near the box, Ali Fraser and I will always sit there and go, Sven Botman header. Yep, the same one time <laughs> we're not sat next to each other, <laughs> it's a Sven Botman header. And it just, it was quite, I mean, weak defending really, wasn't it? It was quite far out, but another assist for Trippier and it trickles into the, the bottom corner, their keeper just having no chance whatsoever. But another really commanding performance from Botman again. I thought our back four were solid, as much as they didn't face that much threat, realistically, if we take a step back and look at the game. I mean, I think they had nine shots and only one on target. We weren't really threatened, but I think a lot of that came from good defending, again, from Sven Bartman. And boy, was he missed when he was out against... Who was it? he was out against? Was it City or Liverpool he was out against? I think it was Liverpool. Anyway, we really missed him in that game, and you can see really clearly why we do miss him when he puts in such commanding performances. But yeah, I think really good so far. You've got two headers. Kieran Trippier, I think, was only the second player ever in the Prem to assist three headers, which is the third assist which he got for Callum Wilson after some good work down the right-hand side. Callum Wilson finds himself in all the room in the world in the six-yard box and puts it away, but... He's probably going to be annoyed that he missed a few chances running up to that, isn't he, Gray?
3: Yeah, it just felt like it was going to be one of those days for him. He had a few, I wouldn't necessarily say clear chances. I think there is only one where I think he ended up rolling it from about 18 yards out to the goalkeeper, which he probably should have done a bit better. But yeah, it just felt like it was going to be one of those days and just so relieved for him to get on the score sheet after I was saying he's guaranteed a goal before kickoff. So I was just like, oh, i put the curse on him here. But no, it's in some form at the minute, isn't he? Callum Wilson and just checking off his next victims to climb his way up the all-time goal scorers list for Newcastle.
2: Yeah, he officially overtook Sir Les, didn't he? And Les Ferdinand was one of the pundits on the game afterwards. I don't think he was quite happy. He kept asking Sky if they could look at different ways to... like, He was like, can we look at goals per minute? See if he's overtaking me that way. <laughs> he had overtaken him that way. I think he then made a joke. He was like, can we look at non-penalty goals? And we'll do it that way. But no. <laughs> Another one ticked off the list for Callum Wilson. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to be right up there and overtaking Peter Beardsley as our second highest Premier League goal scorer ever. It's just absolute class.
3: she would probably just mentioned that you signed that new deal as well, hasn't he?
2: Oh, yeah, he signed an extension, hasn't he? One year extension, I think. Which
3: is great to see. Yeah, I wonder if
2: that was just a like a trigger or an, uh, or an extension that was triggered by a number of games or whatever. But I think we said that in the last podcast while well, you weren't here, were you, Gray? Clearly shows how much you were listening, lad. <laughs> but yeah, good to see him around for another year. As I say, no doubt he'll get to that. I reckon he'll get 50 plus goals for Newcastle on the Prem. Easy peasy. Again, not a massively convincing display from him in the run-up, but he takes that goal well. I think in the pre-match analysis, he was there speaking to like Jamie Redknapp and Les Ferdinand, who's saying rather than kind of taking credit for the goal, he did score. He's like, yeah, but I also missed loads, which I'm quite frustrated about, which you love to hear. Um, Anthony Gordon gets a goal that really tops off his display after some good work. Miguel Elmeron scores a goal, 68th minute. You've got Bruno scores a good goal. And then Isaac comes on, replaces Callum Wilson, makes it eight fucking nil, man. Mm-hmm. Eight nil. I mean, it is again the Sheffield United and no disrespect while he's disrespecting them. But I mean, <laughs> it's not one of them ones that surprise you. I was also listening on the telly. I don't think any of the promoted teams have actually won a game yet. They're all on a point, I believe. Yeah, I think point. so, yeah. Fuck, it must be measurable for their man, honestly. I don't think they've invested that much in their squads, but... Roger, I was going to say, is it the best footballing experience you've had or the best football you've seen, but it's not, and it kind of makes you think, how the fuck have we come away with, from that game with an 8-0 victory? I mean, how did it all happen? I'm still in shell shock. Was it bad Sheffield United, or was it just great play down to one individual Probably a bit of both. I think
0: maybe it's more on the side of Sheffield United just didn't turn up. I think they were pretty poor in some aspects and we just managed to nullify whatever they kind of had quite easily outside of the first seven minutes. But yeah, I think you've got to really stick it to the boys though here because they've done well, they've gotten to the right areas and they've managed to finish off what they needed to do. I think we would have been pretty elated with a 2-0, 3-0 victory, but this just absolutely far surpasses whatever we should have got out of this game, I think. Take it with a pinch of salt. Yes, again, Sheffield United have been pretty poor this season already, but you've still got to beat the team that are in front of you and we haven't just beat them, we just absolutely hammered the shit out of them, which is fantastic. I was also just looking up there before, because we've mentioned when was the last time we scored a headed goal. Boxing Day last year versus Leicester City. Apparently so. The last time we scored a headed goal?
3: From a corner. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Who was that?
3: It wasn't the one where Trippier whipped it in. And it's all but it's an own goal.
0: I can't. I'm not sure who who did it, but I was just reading about it there, which is well long overdue. And we got that a
2: share co- or would have been Jamal Lascelles. Maybe
0: I'm not sure. I can have a look if yeah, you anyway, want. But let's so. have a look. He's cool. but just as as a whole thing for us at the minute, like getting these goals and getting the people who have been a little bit shy on it, or people that were maybe just needed it a bit more, like Isaac getting one at the end, and then Bruno as Definitely. well. Like these yeah. these guys need that little confidence boost and to get it. In, in this kind of win is fantastic and Isaac's like cool as you like that was fantastic him just like calmly just jugging the ball back the defender slides past him and calmly puts it past the passive keeper like you, you can't get any better than that can you like absolutely fantastic
2: yeah more like Alexander Ice Act. who's made of ice he's so cool <laughs> alright I'm going to <laughs> You're totally right, like he did need a goal. I've been concerned with Isaac's last few performances. He's looked an isolated figure. We were calling for Wilson to come back into the team and when Wilson did come back into the team, he's got vital goals. Obviously, very different game against AC Milan last week where it was very much backs against the wall. That's not his kind of game. I would have loved to seen Callum Wilson play a little bit longer so he could bully some Italian centre-halves. But yeah, really good. And as you say, hopefully that does him the world of good in the confidence department and he can go and kick on it and get some more goals this season bruno as well a bit of an understated celebration from bruno obviously does the football up the shirt to announce i think the pregnancy uh, the, uh, he's pregnant with another baby i think that's what they do isn't it stick the old thumb in the hand it's, Fuck me,
3: <laughs> stick, the hand. The
2: old, stick the old thumb in the mouth there you go <laughs> i heard a celebration on the tv like after they cut away from bruno which must have been his typical like geeing everyone up you see that bit against Milan where he made a tackle running back and he just turned around and went absolutely mental and started like screaming like he was the fucking Hulk? It's lush like that like he does that though, <laughs> isn't it? See, it's for yeah. like, passion. It was mental. We were we were sat there, like, the three of us going, get in. Fucking get in. <laughs> but yeah, I think good for him. And also, I'm not sure it's been announced by the club, but I think, what's he called? Fabrizio Romano with one of his exclusive announcements has come out and said that Bruno has signed his long awaited contract extension. Are we happy to hear that news, Alex
3: Gray? Over the moon. Just great news. He is probably the key component of our squad at the minute, and the energy and the passion he brings when he plays just gives everyone a bit of a lift. And even though he may not be playing his best football, he's probably had a lot on his mind given yeah, the the news of his expected kids. It, The contract talks have to be a huge distraction. Just so, so much going on. Uh, Never mind trying to fit in around our new superstar midfielder in Tonali. Great to see. I mean, there has been a lot of speculation and negativity around the fact there might be this release clause in his contract. But I mean... hundred million, isn't it? So they say. Given what we signed for him, And you look at the state of the teams who probably could afford that at the minute. I don't think many of them will be wanting to go out and sign another midfielder just yet. I mean, possibly in a a year or so, you know, where we'll be as a club by then. But I'm just yeah excited that he's put pen to paper finally and hopefully the end of the distractions and he can just crack on and we can finally see the best out of him again.
2: Yeah as much as it is a a, a supposed hundred million pound release clause, apparently it's a hundred million pounds up front in cash, as opposed to like, you could pay a hundred million and just pay it in installments, which would be far more manageable. There's not many teams that could go out there and splash a hundred million quid up front on a player. So makes him a little less attainable in my mind. I'm just glad he's signed that extension and, According to Romano, I don't know how he knows all this shit, but he came out saying Bruno absolutely loves the club and he's happy here, so glad to see him put pen to paper. Just want the club to announce it now, make it official. They seem to do it, just drop them out of the blue though, don't they? Wilson came out of nowhere, so hopefully one day this week we'll see Bruno's happy little smiling face putting pen on a bit of paper. Startman Gray coming in. It was Joe Linton apparently that scored that the last-headed goal. What was it, Boxing Day last year, Gray? Yeah, against
3: Leicester. That is, if it was the last goal, which seems to ring a bell. But yeah, I just had a quick search, and it was we're well, wrong more often than we're right. Aren't we? So <laughs>
2: we're very incorrect about a lot of things.
3: We've never said we're a professional podcast, are we? So <laughs> no, <absolutely laughs> allegedly
0: not.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've forgotten about allegedly. Hodge, what are your thoughts on the Bruno extension?
0: Yeah, I think good. It puts us in a bit of a, a direction of where we want to go, and it commits us that a little bit further. Apparently, allegedly, it's good to know that it's like it's it's all upfront money. Which, like you say, like who's actually going to be able to do that? It's a safety thing in case it happens. It just means that the club basically gets to put an offer towards him. It doesn't actually mean it's a final say. Yes, he's gone. It's then up to Bruno to work things out. But if he's as happy as he is right now, like he says, I'd, I'd even if someone came in in January and said, look, he has a hundred million. I don't think he would move. I think he would be pretty stuck. We're not stuck in Newcastle. He wants to be here, obviously, but I, I think he would definitely remain a Newcastle
2: player, even if that came about. I definitely heard someone's stomach rumble or like a little burp, like Nimburs burp during that. I was wondering why you're laughing.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's it probably cracking me up. Man. Yeah, I mean, obviously thrilled. Let's just see. Let's wait for those official pictures, and then we'll all we'll celebrate. But yeah, he seems to over the last couple of games be finding a bit more form. I think he's just missing his playing partner, Joe Linton, isn't he? The two of them just play so well together. And when you sprinkle Joe Willock into the mix as well, I think they're a fantastic threesome. Although last season, a lot of the time, it was long staff Bruno and Joe Linton. So hopefully when we're, we're back fighting fit, we've got those that strength and depth in center mid. We'll see Bruno really back to his old ways and firing again, but not a bad performance from him today. I think he Got an assist for Miggy's goal as well. That was a good goal as well. We've talked about the goals, but three games in a week, no goals conceded. Gray, uh, are the defence now finding the form they were in last season, do you think?
3: Yeah, there's certainly a few nerves and things going around saying that our defence isn't as solid as it was last year. But again, I think it's just taking a little bit of time to to click. And I think Pope certainly didn't look at his best early on, but I think uh, that AC Milan game, given the pressure he was under and some of the saves he's made, it's probably given a bit of confidence. And Three games in a week and not to concede is huge, especially given where we are in the league and looking to to push on and actually win games. And also, yeah, to go to San Siro and not concede, given the immense pressure we're under. And we kind of can't say it was an easy nil-nil draw, can we? Not at all. It's very uncomfortable. Love to see it. And... Yeah, hopefully we're we're back on track from where we were last year. I mean, still, I would like to see us possibly give Hall a run out at left back, just as something different. And it might give us something different going forwards, but whether that will weaken us at the back, given how solid Dan Burn is, I don't know. But I might it might just give us a bit of a different dimension. But I mm-hmm. guess that's up for debate.
2: Well, I think it did give us a bit of a different dimension because we made the changes later in the game. We brought Tino on, we brought Lewis Hall on. We brought Sandro on, Isaac on. But when we brought Lewis Hall on in the 80th minute, I think, there was quite a severe tactical change in that we went back to a back three with two wingbacks. Do you think Eddie is experimenting behind the scenes with different formations? Do you think there's a big change coming with the squad he's building and the formations he is experimenting with or do you think it's just let's see the game out and try and secure the, the clean sheet
0: I think he's got to because there's been plenty of times like we've said recently where there's not really much of a plan B or a plan C if we have seen yeah. some sort of forced plan B happen on a game but you've you've always got to have this next option or something up your sleeve that's maybe is going to change the game and uh, and obviously a formation alongside changes is going to do that not necessarily just doing a like for like sub all the time so I'm all for him experimenting this, especially when we're we're so far clear, like that's the best time to do it. And I also think this next game against City is also gonna be a good time to do it because I mean with the amount of games that we've already got lined up this season, I don't know if a a a Cowboy Cup run is necessarily a good thing for us right now. No. I'd definitely say more of an FA Cup, I'd love to have a bit more of a run on that and give that competition a go this year. But if we're serious about this European football that we've got, we need to probably slow the amount of games that we're going to be going for. like <laughs> We're not going to be a, a quadruple or a treble winner this season. We need to probably pick and choose our battles, I think, a little bit more wisely. I don't think Pep will be putting out the strongest team neither. So maybe as we give it a go with some unused lads and see where we kind of go from there, because they've got a very busy schedule and they have that pressure of wanting to get a, a quadruple under their belt again.
2: Yeah, well, let's come on to that in a little bit. But quick summary. Newcastle smash eight goals past Sheffield United, our club record away win in the Premier League, certainly. I don't know if it's in all of Newcastle United's history ever, but but there you go. I'm sure someone will let us know. Eight goals, takes us up to eighth in the league, finding a bit more form. That's three wins we've now got under our belt and three losses. We're certainly not the, the draw masters we were last season. But yeah, I think back on track and we've got a pretty tasty run of fixtures minus Man City coming up in the Premier League. Go to a quick break now, and then we'll be back talking about City. Away days are great, but there's
0: nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. App participates in Restaurants, 18+. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See
1: mcdonalds.com. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Ciao.
2: Ciao. And we're back. Been to Italy. I don't know if I mentioned, but we're (laughs) back. And we're going to be talking about our next run of games. Certainly our, our next game against Man City in the Carabao Cup. But before we do so, let's do the social plugs. Just had a passive-aggressive reminder from co Hodge. So here you go, Hodge. This one's for you. You can find our podcasts on all major podcasting platforms, Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's really not hard to find us. If you do find us, we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a follow and a five-star and or review if you're feeling super generous. You can find us on Twitter at TOTT Podcast, on Instagram at TOTT underscore podcast, and on Facebook by searching for Talk of the Toon podcast. Right, it's out of the way now. We can get on with it. So next up, Wednesday, Hodgy, you're down in London town, so we're going to watch this together. Mabro, we've got Manchester City. the probably the fixture all Newcastle fans have been least looking forward to so far this season. Obviously, they defeated us 1-0 already. That was at the empty hard, wasn't it? A lovely goal from Julian Alvarez was the difference there. But is it going to be a different story this time? Gray, what do we have to do differently against City to get something from this game and progress in this
3: cup? Yeah, well, it's going to be tricky, isn't it? Even though Hodge alluded to them playing a, a weaker team, I don't think there's such a thing as a weak Man City team, given their current squad. Do
2: you think we'll play a weaker team or do you think we'll go out to win the game?
3: I don't know, like Howe said the other day that he didn't really want to disrupt things too much and that he wanted to try and just do minor tweaks here and there, didn't he? In his uh, I think it was his pre-match conference before today's game. Given that, I think he may actually not make wholesale changes, but I'd probably quite like to see Livermento get a run out of right back and haul left back. They deserve some minutes, clearly got a lot of potential and yeah it should give us a bit of something different in terms of attack going forwards especially down the left hand side but I mean it will weaken us a little bit possibly at the back but I mean why not go for it mix things up a little bit go for it let's take the game to them we're at home I'm excited to be there and yeah while you two are off swanning around London yeah just Mm -hmm. just excited and just hope it's hope it's a good game I'm sure it will be a good game
2: Swanning around in London, as he says, from the Platinum Club. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not jealous at all. Yeah, I think it's going to be a difficult one, but we are lucky in some aspects, Hodge, that I think over the weekend, Rodri got himself a straight red card, didn't he? And he was really a huge difference maker against us in the Premier League fixture earlier in the season. You know, arguably the best number six in the world, breaking up that play, an absolute dynamo in midfield he's going to be a big miss for them right and we've got to surely take advantage of that Fon 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 good player yeah
0: no he's he's absolutely fantastic I think he's probably the the best number six at the minute kicking about unfortunately for his red card but I mean there's there's plenty other people you can pick in their team that are also stellar players I want to see a strong Newcastle team out here. I think we've got the Burnley game coming up and then PSG, if we can get manage two wins in those, that really sets a really good yardstick for us.
2: That's oh, just a mad sentence. Next we've got, <laughs> Burn- we've got Burnley and then we've got PSG. It just blows my mind, sorry.
0: It is a mad statement, but I, th- I truly think that, well, it's like what I've always kind of said, like when we're in this kind of position, we need to be smashing the teams that are from 10th in the Premier League yeah. downwards and beating them. And I think we need to go into that game with a strong side. And we also need to go into the Paris game with a strong side as well. And I think resting and also negating any potential injury problems against City on the 27th is is my preferred tactic in the in the next coming weeks.
2: Interesting. I mean, the big question, as it always is for a Newcastle United fan, is, is who starts up front. You've got both players scoring uh, today, arguably Callum Wilson, the better in form. But we had Isaac playing against AC Milan in the Champions League gone to your head I mean who starts that game for you up front is it Isaac or is it Wilson
0: I think personally for for the game it's it's Isaac that starts for me you need to get him a little bit more involved I think he's been a little bit lack in his performances recently it's a tough league we're in a tough division and we've we've set our standards pretty high when it comes down to the nitty-gritty Callum Wilson is working in a different level at the minute and just to get Isaac playing against City and trying it on and having a bit more of a free kind of role, not too much pressure on him, especially for like the first couple of rounds of the Carabao Cup, I think that's that's my play anyway.
2: Okay, Gray, are you going the same or are you going with C. Wills?
3: I'm just a big fan of Wilson and I just love him to take that bit of fight to to the City defence and I think it could be a big difference. I think C. might be a bit more comfortable against an Isaac type player. But there's also part of me which would love to see Isaac start on the left, give Gordon a bit of a break and just, again, give us that slightly different dimension. And I just love to see Isaac running at players. And he did that against Milan when he moved out to the left. He offers us a little bit something out there, something more than he does going down the middle. So, you know, why not start both? And if we're going to go for it, why not properly go for it?
2: Yeah, I mean, last time we started, both Isaac and Gordon, obviously, were did absolutely nothing. I'd quite like to see a different dynamic. I'd like to see Callum Wilson getting amongst people like Aganji and Diaz and Ake, whoever it's going to be, just shit them up a little bit. For me, I think the the real difference last time we played them, and I think I remember talking about this on the podcast, was that space between defence and midfield where players can play in between. Phil Foden was having a lot of joy getting in between the lines. And really, really punishing us. That's an area I'd like to see us tighten up a little bit and see a little bit of cover. But player who's really good at that usually is Joe Linton. Do we know if he's going to be fit again for this game?
0: No, he's not. No, I think
2: they said yeah, they were looking. How he out hoping. for?
0: They said they were hoping he was going to be back a similar time as Joe Willock, but there's been a slight setback. Oh my I think, god! So. Yeah, it's not going to be oh, not so going key, to be is. for the city game. I don't think anyway. Well, that's that's what the reports are saying. Obviously, it might be complete smoke and mirrors, but. That's what yeah. I was reading up just before.
2: Oh, God. Well, it'd be good to see him back because we do really need to marshal that area between defensive midfield, between the lines. I think that's where they had a lot of joy when we played them at the empty hard. So that needs addressing. One thing I don't think needs addressing was Sven Botman absolutely pocketing Haaland. I mean, we saw little of Haaland in that game. Do you think he will maybe have Botman figured out? Or do you think we'll see another defensive masterclass from Masterclass? Masterclass. The fuck was that? <laughs> it's because I was saying Haaland, that's why. Uh, do you think we'll see another defensive masterclass from, from Botman, Gray?
3: If Haaland starts, he's probably going to be trying super hard to try and make a point because I don't think he's looked as average in a game I've certainly watched before. So, yeah, and I'd, I'd certainly back Botman to to win that battle again. He just seems to go from strength to strength after the, his injury. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a, a battle I'd love to see again. But, yeah, our. Dutch Giant will come out on top.
2: I think it's probably a good time for us to get on to our Prodecans, as Hodgie would say. That's, That's going to be a, a new thing, there, hasn't it? <laughs> so, score Prodecans against Man City. This time we're at home. We're playing them on Wednesday, the 27th of September. Bray's going to be there. He's mentioned that already. What are we thinking for the score, Hodgie? Repeat of what we've seen before, 1-0 City, I
0: think. But it's it's just because I don't want to I don't want a Carabao Cup run at this <laughs> this nah, time. I know what you mean.
2: I much rather focus on the Champions League. Like Gray, what are you saying for sitter? This
3: part of me thinks we're going to lose two one. As much as I hate to say it, yeah, it's probably we're going to go with go with your gut. Does it
2: go to extra time? It's just penos.
3: It's extra time and penalty. So it's
0: decided
2: on the night. Is it not straight pens? I thought they changed it to straight pens. I think. I think it'll be a nil nil draw. And I think Newcastle will win on penalties. Fuck (laughs) it, Go for something a little bit different. If that even is the case, who knows, might not even go fucking pens. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be difficult to put a bet on, but I'm sure we'll manage something. So yeah, let's see how it goes. But I think there's a lot of people in in Newcastle thinking it might not be the worst thing in the world if we lose this one and get a competition out of the way and then focus on getting ourselves back in the Champions League next season because we need to keep ourselves up at that level. Right, I think that just about wraps it up. A record-breaking day for Newcastle United, as we say. A fantastic result away at Sheffield United. 8-0, winning away at Bramall Lane. I don't know if we've mentioned it, but I think it's the heaviest defeat Sheffield United have ever suffered at Bramall Lane. Just to twist that knife a little bit more. Takes us up to 8th in the Premier League. And we've got our first Champions League game out of the way. Well, first game in 2021 years, I should say. Not a bad week to be a Newcastle United fan, is it? I think all that leaves us to do now is to say thank you all very much for listening and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye now. Good to right Goodbye. Ooh, see you,
0: like. you sure see
1: yes. us gallon, The, the, the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However,